This is Physician to Physician Plant-Based Nutrition. I'm Tracy Cushing, an emergency medicine physician. I'm also a mom, a wife, four-time Ironman, and I've been plant-based for 11 years. And I'm Eden English. I'm an internal medicine physician, a hiker, a ski boarder, a mom, and I've been vegan for the last five years. We're passionate about helping other doctors learn the science behind plant-based eating so they can help their patients develop sustainable, healthy eating habits. Each episode, we're breaking down the science behind plant-based eating and answering the questions we know most doctors have and most patients ask. Hi, Eden. Good to see you. Hey, Tracy. Good to see you, too. This episode, we're going to be talking about vegan on a budget. There are a lot of myths out there that it's expensive to be a vegan and you have to buy a lot of expensive food specialty foods. And we wanted to see how far we could get on $60 at a couple of stores that people might find in their neighborhoods. But first, Eden, just as a ballpark, tell us what you had for dinner last night. Maybe let's try to figure out how much how much that meal cost. Well, last night I had tofu sog. It was really great. It is not expensive. Tofu might be the most expensive ingredient and you can get three for $5 at King Super. But there's also rice under it, which is cheap. There's greens. We use mustard greens and spinach as the two maiden greens, both really cheap. Um, there are cashews in it, which you could sub with peanuts if you wanted to. But it makes this really creamy, delicious sauce and you have tons of leftovers for the rest of the week. So it's a pretty cheap, very nutritious dinner. What about you, Tracy? What'd you have? So I had a 365 veggie veggie burger. It's the Whole Foods brand burgers. And I just love their taste. I think they're better than Impossible. I think they're better than Beyond. I just love them. And they have this really nice kind of umami flavor. They don't try to mimic beef at all, but they're not visibly made of like carrots and corn. And they're about a dollar fifty a piece, I believe. And I had half a focaccia roll with it that was from a six pack from Costco that we figured out was 25 cents. And we actually had frozen vegetables that we heated that were a dollar. And we figured out it was less than three dollars for that entire meal, uh, including some lettuce and tomato on the burger. So, you know, really, I mean, not particularly inspiring, but certainly a full meal for all of us. And it was less than $3 a piece. So doing this experiment was really eye-opening for me in terms of seeing what's available for the cost. And I know now is probably a suboptimal time even to be doing this experiment, what with the way prices are. But how did you come out, Eden? What was your, what was your store and, and how did you, how'd you do with your budget? Well, I'm not great at shopping on a budget. I'll tell you that right up front. So this was a fun experiment for me, just sort of seeing what could happen. And what I thought I'd do was take our task and turn it around a little bit and get three recipes that I know to be pretty cheap and just see what the cost was of having those three for my dinner for a week and having you know some oatmeal and some avocado toast for lunch. Um, I'll post the three recipes online, but you can make cauliflower alfredo, tater tachos, and the monk bowl that Mark mentioned in earlier episodes. All of that plus avocado toast for your lunches and you can have oatmeal with some berries for breakfast for only $75.40, $15 over. 
I did expect that pantry staples were mostly included at the house, things like olive oil, garlic powder, onion powder. But I did buy the more some of the particular vegan items like nooch and liquid aminos. I went ahead and included those in the $75 total. So even if you're just starting out as a vegan, but you have some oil at the house and some salt, pepper, olive, onion powder, things like that, some basics, it's really not too expensive to get meals for a week. And I probably could have gone even cheaper if I was really picky about it and had tried a lot harder. So I don't know. I didn't feel too bad about the $75 in the end. How about you, Tracy? I think you went to more stores than I did and did a lot more work. So tell me about your adventures. I'm just curious, did you buy any meat substitutes or cheese substitutes with that? Was that included in in that? It's a great question because that's really where a lot of the money goes. I didn't buy any meat substitutes unless you count tofu as a meat substitute. That's where I got my three for $5 deal. So we've got tons for monk bowls. Um, I didn't buy any cheese because I got the cashews to make cheese sauce ourselves. Now, cashews are a an expensive vegan ingredient. So it was $10 for a pound of cashews, but that will be enough for both of the recipes that I showed you. And I did go online and price it. And there are wholesale cashew places where you can get a 10-pound bag of cashews for $35. So while it may be expensive initially to go vegan, if you want to keep up with the cashews and making your own cheese sauces and maybe almonds for cheese sauces, if you're allergic like Tracy is, but however you want to make your own cheese sauces, it can be really cheap. So don't be daunted by the fact that it's $10 for a pound of cashews at a lot of gross local grocers. One, that makes a lot of cheese sauce. So you only use a half a cup to a cup of cashews to make the cheese sauce, and a pound has two cups, so you've got plenty. Um, And it can get even cheaper. You don't want to buy a 35-pound bag of cashews if you think you might want to go vegan. But if you're definitely vegan, you're going to use those 35 pounds of cashews over the course of time. So it does make sense to look at different ways to make that part cheaper. Um, Pepitas are a lot cheaper, but still kind of expensive. It's a pound for six bucks or something like that. So again, you can get those online and those are roasted roasted pumpkin seeds that are really great in all things, but they're a nice add to avocado toast and they make a pepita parmesan for the cauliflower Alfredo. So those things can be a little bit pricey, but they pack such a nutritional punch and you can get them cheaper from wholesalers. So I went ahead and bought them I probably could have gotten them cheaper elsewhere, but I love them. So I had to have them on my list. Yeah, it's a good point. And just a shout out for bulk food buying as well. Oftentimes, right, just buying the amount that you need either for a particular recipe or buying in bulk um, from a bulk food store, if you know you're going to use it a lot, can be a very efficient way. So we buy huge bags of chia seeds and hemp seeds at Costco, for example. Um, But, you know, our experiment was was designed a little bit differently. So I had meant to make it both to to Target or Walmart and to a Dollar General. And we didn't make it to Target, but we did make it to Dollar General in Denver, just on the border between Denver and Aurora. And I can honestly say I've never grocery shopped at a Dollar General. I've bought other things at dollar stores in the past. But I know there are places in America where a a lot of folks rely on this for their groceries. And so I wanted to see how far $60 would go at a Dollar General. And it actually went surprisingly far. We loaded up a cart with groceries and came in at $65 and change. Um, And with all of that, we got a pretty significant amount of food. And I was pleased to find that there were some vegan staples on hand. So lots of beans, lentils, rice. 
Uh, they had bags of sunflower seeds that were relatively inexpensive considering those are, are expensive. So we were able to get um, probably four or five dinners, breakfast, and then leftovers for lunch for almost a full week for three people, which was great. The, the clear sort of lacking, I would say, is in any sort of fruit. For vegetables, there was quite a bit of canned and frozen vegetables that were good. There was no frozen fruit and all the fruit that we had was dried. So those were ultimately our only options. And, you know, Sunny Delight, which doesn't really have much juice in it, um, it's mostly sugar. And there was, a, there was a, a sad amount of sugar in everything. So even the breakfast cereals had a ton of extra sugar in them. And so while technically lacking in animal products, it, it, really, it wasn't a ton of healthy stuff. And what I would say is those places are great for, again, pantry non-perishable staples such as pasta, beans, rice, canned veggies, soups, things like that. You can go really, really far at a Dollar General on those items. And then I would consider going outside of that for fruits and vegetables, maybe some, you know, some juice or other stuff like that and some pantry staples. But we found teriyaki sauce. We found um, tofu they had, uh, you know, shelf stable tofu. So it, it was really surprising how many vegan friendly meals you could put together from a dollar general um, on 60, 65 bucks. The myth that a vegan diet is expensive, as you mentioned, comes from you can go nutty with meat substitutes and cheese substitutes and fancy foods and other stuff. Yes, it is possible to have an absurdly high budget for a vegan diet, but that's true for any diet, right, Eden? Absolutely. Great call outs. And I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like some of the, the expenses of a vegan diet are if you buy the substitutes, those are a little bit more expensive than their non or than their meat counterparts generally. And, and and the reason behind it is because they take several generally higher quality ingredient, ingredients and have to make it into something that tastes like the product they're trying to replace. So those cost a bit more to make and are still that cost is sent on to the consumer. So those cost a bit more. You can make it cheaper by making those substitutes yourself or just by eating the whole food plant-based stuff that is already cheap at baseline. And like Tracy said, I mean, she found some fantastically healthy foods with the lentils and beans and rice, and then some less healthy foods that sort of got sugar added, juices, breakfast cereals aren't always that great if you find them in, if they have a high sugar content. And finding the ones that are healthier sometimes means you have to go to the more expensive stores or make them yourself. So always making your own everything is cheaper. Well, next episode, we're going to talk about vegan in a hurry. So those two don't always pair perfectly well. But keep it in mind, some things are pretty fast to make yourself. So making granola is not that hard. Making bars is not that hard. Not saying you should do all of this yourself, but it's potentially doable, especially if you're really, if the biggest issue is trying to save money, this can be done cheaply. And like Tracy mentioned, fruits and vegetables, there's tons of different places you can go. I know there's all kinds of food deserts and it's not easy for everybody, but keep your eyes open for international markets, for farmers markets, for the ones that spring up only on Saturdays, for joining a vegan or any sort of farm co-op that'll bring fresh vegetables. A lot of times you can get cheaper produce um, by not buying it at any grocery store, by sort of cutting out the middleman and going directly to the farmers to get the produce. That's a great way to save money there. 
or other things like misfit markets where you can buy sort of second, you know, second look foods that don't make quite make it to the shelf, but are perfectly edible because they don't look pretty. Um, and also if you live in an area that's amenable to it, growing some of your own tomatoes are oftentimes not that difficult to grow in most locations and other things that you can grow in a windowsill box uh, that you can eat. Certainly herbs are not difficult to grow either. Um, and then you don't have to, to buy those things at the store. Um, I, I was, we did find a couple, we found oatmeal that was vegan at the Dollar General and we got four quarts of uh, almond milk. It just in a box, um, which I also was, I was pleasantly surprised again to find you know, those things, I really wasn't expecting to find those options. And so that was a nice surprise. Uh, I think also, again, going to bulk stores such as Costco, for example, where you can get eight Beyond Burgers, you know, for six bucks or whatever it is, um, actually sometimes is cheaper than beef and uh, beef counterparts. And so those places oftentimes have a pretty good selection of options, at least the one by us does. I know it varies across the country. The ones in California seem to have an endless panacea of vegan options that never show up in my local Costco. But <laughs> and one thing that we just have to mention here is it it is very tough to be vegan on a budget if you have no cooking skills. So trying to figure out how to make rice and beans in the house, buying something like an Instapot, which is really cheap, but it, not super cheap, but it's not terribly expensive. And especially if you live in Colorado or other places with high altitude, it can make making beans and rice a lot faster. Um, there's tons of videos on YouTube, how to get started with cooking, how to, how to use a knife. Well, even the simple things with how to prepare vegetables, how to peel things, how to handle dried beans and how to make those into something that's tasty and delicious. It's not hard, but I understand that it's daunting for someone who's never boiled water for spaghetti, how to decide to cook a meal. So there's tons of different information. And we'll try to post some links in, in our show notes too about great places for just starter chef tips. Don't be afraid of preparing your own food because it saves you so much money and it can open up so many more health benefits and just opens you up to a wider variety of foods if you're willing to try different things and if you're willing to try preparing them yourself to see what the time input is and to see how they turn out. And then when they're wonderful, you can just keep doing it that way. And, and I'm going to take the opposite tack, which is I'm extremely lazy when it comes to cooking and have been most of my life. So if the only way you're going to get vegetables into every meal is to buy a ginormous bag of pre-cut stir fry vegetables, go for it because it's better to eat it than not eat it. And so if that for you means you open a can of vegetables, then open a can of vegetables. Um, I can't speak highly enough for the Trader Joe's on Commonwealth Avenue in Boston that basically like kept me alive during residency um, because they had so many amazing prepared foods that I could just tear open a bag of veggies and some tofu and throw them in a wok with some sauce and be done with it. Um, and sometimes it really makes the difference between making a healthy choice and not. And so if you have to fall back on some pre-cut stuff or some frozen stuff, it's okay. <laughs> absolutely okay. Don't let me give you the wrong idea. It's absolutely okay to use the pre-cut stuff. Um, it's not quite as cheap as buying the the celery yourself and chopping it yourself. So if you're really on a budget, it might be cheaper to buy it and cut it. But I completely agree. Um, buying the stuff, any way you can get it, any way you can get it in is definitely better than not eating it. 
and we'll talk more next episode about vegan in a hurry and all the different conveniences, some of which are still very cheap. I mean, buying a bag of pre-cut frozen vegetables is cheap um, it, and buying all kinds of different things can be fairly cheap too. Um, but having some basic kitchen skills is fantastic for really anybody just for a healthy diet. Um, and if you don't, you can still get by just fine with minimal to no cooking skills and buying things that are packaged and ready to go. And I can cook a few things. When I choose to cook, I can be a good cook. But those are complicated family recipes that I feel are worth taking the time. But like, I don't make an eight layer lasagna every week. I just don't have the time for that. I have a job and a life and other stuff that I do. But on a holiday, I'm happy to do that. And choices of ingredients as well are going to depend, right? For example, peanuts often tend to be a much cheaper nut than some other nuts, say walnuts or cashews. And so making some choices around that, we had ample peanuts and sunflower seeds at the dollar store. And that was about it for, for nuts and seeds. There were some prepackaged little trail mix things. And then another plug for frozen fruit when it's available, if it's the middle of winter or you're very, very, very far from where that fruit was produced, because again, probably more environmentally friendly than a $6.99 bin of blackberries in the middle of December in, you know, Montana. So um, just another plug for that when available. I wish they had had more choices for that. But frozen fruit is not typically very expensive and is usually cheaper than the fresh variety. And it's just as healthy because they flash freeze it. So it's frozen in its most like perfect state, if you will. So it's, it's a myth that you're going to lose all the goodies if you make frozen foods. And I agree, Tracy. Most of the frozen foods are good. You have to watch out for anything that's frozen in a light syrup or frozen in any kind of syrup because that's adding sugar. But most of them are just fresh frozen and that's great and good. Just be careful. If it looks like it was frozen in a syrup, then it probably was. It also usually will say on the bag. So avoid those. But everything else, you know, frozen fruits and vegetables are fantastic and a great thing to get. And another thing to do to make sure that you're optimizing your spend is to minimize waste, to really try to cut down on food waste. And that's actually one of the one of my favorite perks about a vegan diet is that it doesn't go bad as quickly. It doesn't have dairy. It also doesn't have eggs. So if you accidentally leave something on the counter overnight, it's still good the next day. You can put that in the fridge and it's still leftovers um, for most of the things. I mean, there's really nothing that we worry about leaving out overnight, even our milk, because it's oat milk. So we'll put it back in the fridge and keep using it. The food tends to last a little bit longer. It doesn't spoil as quickly. I mean, it will mold if you leave it in there long enough, but not over the course of a week while you're filling out your lunches for your kids with the leftovers from the dinners you made the night before. Especially some of the vegan staples like beans and rice and pastas, these reheat well, they, they serve well the next day and for lunch the rest of the week. So you really maximize your food by minimizing your waste. Yeah, that's a great point. Eating food waste, again, is a large contributor to a carbon footprint of food. And so, and also in terms of your time, right, it's much more efficient to prepare a dinner that you can then turn into school lunches for your kids the next day or next few days and for yourself. And so thinking towards preparing meals that are slightly larger than what you might need will go a little farther in your budget because you can use it for multiple meals. And we've been talking in this episode as if we're talking to the patient. Patients ask all the time, How, is this cheap? As Tracy started with, there's a common misconception that vegan diets are more expensive. And that's really what we're trying to get at today is how do you talk to your patients when they say, I would love to try that, but it's so expensive. And really, you can use any of the things that we've been discussing, talking direct to a patient. Some of the best tips are 
avoid the highly processed stuff buy things that are whole and fresh. Um, the The vegan expense comes in buying the processed, generally the, the meat replicants or the cheese replicants, but any of the highly processed foods are more expensive. Even the packaged cereals are more expensive. Not vegan versus not, but packaged cereal in general is pretty expensive. So some of the best tips for vegan on a budget that you can give your patient are start in the produce section. Get a ton of fresh produce that's in season, buy the cheap stuff, Look in other, look for other sources of produce if your local produce section is expensive. So if you start in the produce section and are already priced out, look to international markets, look to the misfit market. There's another ugly vegetable store that I think has popped up somewhere. Anything that you can do to find that fresh produce cheaply. And remember that the vegan staples are things like rice and beans. These are dirt cheap. They will keep you healthy. You have protein, you have grains and fiber. That's a very healthy base. And you just need to throw a few extra things on that. So rice, beans, and fresh or frozen fruits and vegetables, and you can get by very cheaply as a vegan. So if your patients are concerned about it, try to redirect them from this packet of vegan cream cheese is an extra dollar compared to the non-vegan to look at all the cost savings of most of your food coming from rice, beans, produce aisles, things that are really cheap. So while an individual item might be an extra dollar or more, more than the counterpart, the grocery bill is almost always less. I know our family grocery bill dropped significantly when we made the change. And I also think telling patients or sort of asking them kind of what they eat now and sort of seeing where they can make those changes, right? If they're, maybe they already eat rice and beans, which is great. Maybe they don't. And that's a new thing to them. Just giving examples of things that they can buy in food desert type places where there may be zero fresh produce as well. So you might have to resort to frozen. You might have to resort to cans. That's okay. Just, you know, eat your veggies and your fruits as much as you can. Um, And if you, I didn't directly compare any meat costs. They did sell some meat products at the dollar store, but everything costs the same at the dollar store. So it wasn't as relevant. I'm not really sure pound for pound how beef is doing these days compared to an impossible burger or a beyond burger, but I bet the non-beef ones are quite a bit cheaper. So if you feel that you need to indulge once in a while, and again, the, the, the house labels of some of the grocery store brands are really pretty good. Like King Super's Simple Truth brand makes a bunch of veg substitute products, you know, not chicken nuggets and veg burgers. And, so, and they're not, they're really not bad. And they're pretty cheap. They work out to be about a dollar a burger, at least for the, that's at the Whole Foods brand. So don't be afraid to experiment with those things too. They're not always super expensive. Absolutely. Good point. I don't mean to get everyone to shy away from all the replacements because we certainly use them all the time in this house. Um, And chicken nuggets are a common one. There's about 10 different brands, not 10, there's probably 700 brands of vegan chicken nuggets. Um, And we like almost all of them. They vary in price. So try them, um, try different ones, see which ones you like best and see which ones are the cheapest and see if you can get your kids or whoever it is that's eaten a lot of it to enjoy the brands that are cheap. Because it is, as Tracy said, and as we'll go into in detail next episode, you've got to have convenience. You can't constantly be in your kitchen making things. We all have lives. So having an occasional, you know, chicken Caesar salad for dinner is fast and easy and you've got some veg and it doesn't matter that you grabbed frozen chicken nuggets for that meal. 
Well, Eden, that was a fun experiment. And I found it really eye-opening to try to get fresh produce in a food desert. And I understand why now people have the impression that it's really hard to be vegan in certain places, but I was really pleasantly surprised ultimately that some of the staples that I know exist in my pantry are available in those places. So I think with some careful food planning, it's actually pretty reasonable for a lot of people to make the switch no matter where they live. Absolutely agree, Tracy. And I didn't do as perfectly with the experiment as you did, but it was still eye-opening. And then by going out and realizing what the expensive pieces of the, the shopping list are, you have a chance to go online and look for alternatives before you do it to sort of figure out, can I buy this cheaply in bulk somewhere? Or is there a different store that maybe is not out of my range that I can get to, to, to cheapen my bill if I need to? It has certainly been a fun episode. This is Tracy and Eden signing off. Less meat means less disease. Go have a happy plant-based day. <laughs>